Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Know Thine Enemy. This is episode four, and today we're going to have a look at Varashku, the, well, what would you call it? the specialist crossbowman from Isengard? The specialist crossbowman, crossbowman for the entire game. game? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the, by the bowman who's got his portable crossbow. crossbow. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not really a crossbow, that's just a it's, really, it's really... It's a portable crossbow. <laughs> it's strength four, that's as far as it gets. You can move with Bard. Yeah, no, you it's can't a portable crossbow. Ra- Actually... Matt, you how do you, how do you pronounce it? Is it's not Varashku, is it? I believe it's Vrasku. Vrasku. Okay, you need to pronounce the S. There's no H in there, so I, I don't understand okay. why you call well, it. Well, I'm probably going to be calling it the same way I have been calling it because it's yeah, just fair enough. I, I can't argue. It's an invented character. Call him whatever you want. Yeah, that, that's true. So obviously, as I said, we're talking about Varashku, the Urukai scout captains from Isengard. Tina, you got the book in front of you, so rifle off. What does Varashku have stat wise? He's very, very similar to an Urukai captain. Shock surprise. horror. <laughs> uh, a fight value of 5. He's got a shoot value of 3+, plus, which is, I think, the main difference. Well, one of the main really? differences. What, shoot value 3? 3? Yeah. I can't Ooh. think of it. Oh, Trav might be rethinking his entire... No, no, I'm just trying to rescue. think of e- an evil model with shoot value 3. I can't think of like many Doesn't... other evil models that have shoot 3. Yeah, there are yeah, very there, few. There's not that many. Oh, I think Harad. Yeah, Harad have quite a few, considering their that, basic warriors can get like, for shoot 3+. No, yeah, the basic warriors can. Well, dragons can shoot on a 2, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> their shooting attack's not really sustained. Just but um, I, anyway, back back to Varashku. That's a little off topic. He's got five, the, stre- five, he's got the strength of five and the defense of five. Yep. Because he's an Urukai captain and an Urukai scout captain, so yep. he's not wearing very much. Two attacks, two wounds, courage four, three points of might, one wound, uh, one will, one fate. Yeah. Any special rules? J- just the one <laughs> expert shot, so he can shoot twice with his crossbow. Ah, oh, that that's that's not silly at all. No, it actually isn't silly. Just that handy. Yeah, but, but uh, I think we're going to go into that. Those of you who can't already tell, Travis really doesn't like Rasker. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. We can't really understand why. Oh, I'm just not a fan. I, I, we'll get into it. We'll sort of delve into that yeah, a bit more now. Shall we actually talk about that now? I think I think your issue is also partly to do with how people seem to run ranged heroes. Yes, I have a pet peeve where people keep back a ranged hero the entire game and just shoot. Which I think That's comes, all they do. Which I think comes down to a sort of, uh, well, essentially a basic understanding of the game, or you know how people think the game goes of archers being weak in melee. Yes, that is complete myth. In Lord of the Rings, I think in the very very first edition, the Fellowship of the Ring, that was true since they yeah. didn't actually have any other weapon. Yeah, they were unarmed. But nowadays they're just as good as anyone else. You can throw them into melee, especially the archer heroes. Because they have captain level stats. Not yeah. only can you throw them into melee, you, you should, should throw them. I into mean, melee. I'm looking at characters like Bard and Legolas, and you gotta have to throw them into combat oh, yeah. eventually. And same goes with Rashku. Like the only exception, the only ever time I'll give someone a pass, a hall pass, that so they can walk down the end of the hall without my <laughs> begrudging judgment, <laughs> is if Rashku is sitting on an objective with two or three other guys, going. We're holding this objective for the entire game, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the only time I'll give someone a leave pass to walk down the hall. That's fair enough. Yeah. Don't put your heroes in the very, very back, or in a top of the tower, uh, hoping to get some kills off. Yeah. Because they won't kill that much, they will not earn their points back. You want them closer to the front line, doing some shooting, going into combat, basically when you engage to uh, bring their captain level stats in. Because I think, except for maybe Wood Elves, most armies, well, practically every army, has to engage in combat at some yeah. point. Uh, I know this is sort of getting a bit off topic from Rashku, but we've sort of developed this sort of thing of shooting 
is very can be very powerful. You can control games. You can make the opponent go where you want to go. But to finish the game, to actually win the game, you need to go into combat to coup de gras. You need to go in to finish them off. Like if you're even if you're shooting back, shooting the whole game, in something like domination, you eventually need to go to run at them to get onto the objective. Same with whole ground and even Lords of Battle, the one where you can just sit back and supposedly shoot forever. You eventually you'll run out of board edge and you have to fight them. And a lot of armies that aren't built for shooting will build to gap close quickly. And with marches, it becomes that much Especially easier. Especially with the existence of the Shadow Lord. Yes. That is very <laughs> true. So I think the main mistake that a lot of beginners to this heavy shooting format make is that they don't set up for that moment when they do yeah. have to go into combat. They think they can just shoot forever and then suddenly the enemy is upon them and they just get torn apart. Torn apart, yep. Yeah, more closely relating back to Rasker, since he's got those three points of might and he's got the strength five and the fight five, he can very easily... He's just as good at combat as Lurch and Ugluck. Yeah. He's actually quite strong because strength five is quite nasty. It, it is lethal. When Urukai Captain got that buff from strength four to strength five into the one room rule book, people went, What? You serious? That is exactly what Travis said, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I said. I saw them and my eyes went... Out of my head went cartoon style. It was actually scary. We 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 um for, the, for those of you yeah. for those of you at the old Chaston store. Oh man! Oh, you should have seen my eyes the day I saw that rule book. I was I was flabbergasted. Yeah, but yeah, obviously now it's a, a standard practice. Strength five, five, five. We require captains with defense seven. I will say that Vrasku does have the firing twice crossbow and that's nothing to be sniffed at. No, because it's strength, strength early four, on hitting on a three plus. And yeah, if I can do some you get do some of... serious damage, especially with the three might. Yeah. However, it's not something to do the entire game. It's to help you early on to dismount, try and control yeah. the like dismount a couple of heroes or, or whatever. Or if someone's you know, a bit silly with their perhaps defense six or lower captains, yeah, to put them in the front rank, yeah, you I could know. potentially take them out one turn. Well, I've seen a handful of Urukai crossbows and Rashku. Mm. No, sorry, actually, not even Urukai crossbows. It was a handful of scouts and Varashku shot out uh, Boromir of Gondor. Yeah, absolutely possible. Yeah. Just shot him out. Varashku did a wound, used his might to do two, and then the scouts finished him off doing the third. It's just, well, there's 110 points down the drain. So yeah, what you can say that, is... That's strength four. Through the course of the game, Varashku will certainly be getting some kills with his crossbow. If yeah. he's not, why did you take him? You know? Yeah. Well, that's yes. very true. However, yeah, as we said, he shouldn't be shooting the entire game. He should be in combat when the lines clash. Yeah. You need that extra combat thread. Because I think one, with regards to how you should use shooting to control the engagement, if you outshoot your opponent, you can sit there and force your opponent to come to you. Yes. Because otherwise they're, well, yeah, they're going to get shot to bits. <laughs> Generally, as a rule of thumb, if you're outshooting your opponent, your opponent is usually better in combat than you are. Or has more threats for combat than you are. Just a general rule. It's not yes. always the case. But that's... You could argue that's off-put by the fact that they're coming to you fighting on your terms. Yes. And if you are lucky with your shooting, you're taking down or damaging some of their combat threats. Correct. Yeah. So that is one way that Vrasku really helps in Rokai Army. Yeah. You can Especially add that scout. extra level of yeah, threat because... that might get them over their opponent. In yeah. terms of power. Yeah, because as we all know, Urukai are well. Urukai Pike Block is amazing at grinding shield walls. Yeah, they and they that are. Can force the opponent I'm, to come I'm to you. I'm going to throw it out there. They're they're the kings. Urukai Pike right. Block are the kings of grind. Yeah. 
I don't think there's any other army that can do it better than them. Particularly with, say, Berserkers in the front rank. Yeah. <laughs> Boracat bearing down with rerolls, yeah. So we sort of looked at Varashku as shooter and him being as an Isengard army. Is, is that pretty much true? Do you run him with Tinkand or, or should you run him with Skies? Mixture? How does Varashku help your army? I, I know we talked a bit about, but in terms of actual list composition, what should you want for Varashku or to help Varashku or what should Varashku be helping? As someone who hasn't run Uruks before, or at least not at a uh, competitive tournament, yeah, he's not going to be the one that you're basing your entire army around. No. Yeah. So he's going to be someone that you're putting in there for that extra level of ranged threat, and of course as a combat hero as well. Yeah, and might as well. So he's got three of them. based on that, you're only going to be thinking about what you've already planned for that army rather than what Brasku can actually create with that army. If that yeah. makes sense. It can use a mix, you can use crossbows only, you can use all scouts and just Brasco as well in terms of your shooting range. So yeah, yeah. you can yeah, you have options for your range with your Urix with Brasco in there as just that extra punch. Yeah, I think you can use him with either scouts or the shield wall. Hmm. I know I've run Urix quite a lot before. I don't actually own Brasco, but I would definitely swap him in instead but, but of you borrow him on occasion. Only once or twice. Yeah. I, I would definitely throw him in instead of Ugluck because yeah. I run a Shaman and I find that Ugluck generally isn't quite as useful. And he'd go really well with half a dozen other crossbows which are interspersed in my lines. Just on that as well, actually, there's one thing that I have noticed a lot of people doing recently is dumping a whole bunch of crossbows in Rashku's band. Is that smart? I know this is sort of something that is a pet peeve of mine, but usually I like to split my arches up so that they're in different warbands, so that when I deploy, I have much greater threat, and I can cross my lanes of fire, so I get better angles and stuff, so it's easier to shoot things without in the ways. Do you think that it's foolish to put all your crossbows in the same warband as Vrashku, or...? Not, I'm going to say not necessarily. I think it, it really depends on the mission. If yep. you do put your range models in with your combat models, you've just got that flexibility. Yeah. However, that's a lot of crossbows, and if you are playing in a straight-up fight and, you know, you just put them straight down in good firing arc, you're going to go, yeah, try coming towards that. Yeah, However, I, I do, I'm generally not a big fan of it, simply yep. because it generally means the crossbows are going to be a bit further back, and that means Rastu is going to be a bit further back, and then you start to fall into that trap of using him as a shooty hero at the back. Yeah. I've started, subconsciously even, have started building three different types of warband. You have your straight-up combat warband, yep. which is all your frontline infantry with, of course, spear supports, etc., usually with a banner or a big hero or a support hero. Or a monster. Then you have your primarily shooty warband, but even then, I, I never take a warband that is entirely shooting. I always have at least a handful yeah. of, of so combat about 50, 50 mix, shields, maybe something yeah. like that. And then the other type is the uh, mixed, which is more of a utility warband, yeah. where you've got a little bit of shooting, and then it, it's still going to be a frontline warband. Yep. Yeah, but it kind of covers more of your support here. Yeah, so I, know so I think Vrasku, own... Vrasku would go as the primarily shooting yep. with a little bit of uh, combat. I know in my own Urukai army, which has done quite well at uh, 600 points, it has half a dozen crossbows, and 
I don't think in any of my armies I'd run heavy shooting. I just run a small, very small amount of shooting to, yeah, to try and force my opponent to come to me. When you play those opponents with no shooting, it's handy to have some shooting. Yeah, yeah. Way too often now you see people who Mm. don't take any shooting. With the new dwarves, I can understand why. But but they have throwing weapons and, you know, they've got some stuff around it. But I know, especially with some newer players, they don't like shooting at all. Yeah. They think it's pointless. I think that's a bit of a mistake. I think you still need to take shooting. It's almost uh, almost like we're we're talking about, sorry to cut you off, a balance. You need shooting, but you don't need to be getting too linear one-tracked into it. Because if you shoot too much, you're going to get smashed in combat because you're going to be separated. It's very much a balancing act. Yeah, but if you don't shoot at all, you're going to be pushed and pulled around the table where your opponent gets to dictate the terms of engagement. Yeah. I remember when uh, you, Matt, when you first started playing competitively, you really, really didn't like archers. Oh, I, I ran them two different ways. I ran them without taking any at all. Or I massed them all up the back and volleyed like there was no tomorrow. I know, distinctly remember a game that involved Lendl Gilgalad and your Shade Goblin army. And you had, I think it was, nearly close to 24 goblin archers sitting at the back of the table oh, wow. volley firing. And they were entirely useless for that game. <laughs> yeah, I killed like one or two guys. Early. I've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to Varashku. I know I've been saying I hate Varashku and I don't like playing. I have tried a couple of games sort of recently within the past couple of months just to sort of see how I would interpret him. One thing that I've noticed is Varashku, if he's shooting, he can't move. Now, obviously with a two-shot crossbow, you need to be taking advantage of that. You need to be getting some kills at least with that crossbow. So one thing I've noticed with the scouts is you need to take enough shooting to force your opponent to come to you, but you need to be sort of doing this weird sort of kiting dance where your army falls back to Varashku. So you run forward with your army and you shoot, and then you run back to Varashku. So basically, it maximizes the turn Varashku gets. And I suppose you could apply this to all crossbowmen. You maximize the turns that you get to shoot with your army, but when combat rolls around, you don't have to move your crossbows to your army because you've moved your army to your crossbows. So you get that sort of shoot, 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 run back, and everyone's caught up. Why are you hitting back with Urukai? Okay, I'll go chase you down. And then they realize that oh, I've been lulled into a trap and now they're having to fight your crossbows as well. I've seen you do this very thing with Corsairs. It was perhaps even more effective. I I, I developed this trick with Corsairs. Yeah, I don't actually do that very often. I normally... Not to say that what you do is bad. I've really done that. I normally try to find a good piece of defensible terrain, put my shield wall in it perfectly and, you know, rip crossbows around and basically sit there and go, come to me. I'm shooting you with crossbows. Deal with it. Yeah, it works against other armies that have token shooting forces, which is what you normally see in tournaments now. But yeah, if you're going up against something like Wood Elves, the strength 4 of the crossbows is really nice simply because you're killing them on 4s. But yeah, it's going to go downhill from there. I know crossbows are a bane to Rangers of the North and Arnold with their big defense 4. You can just rip them to shreds across the table. Or Harrod as well. Yeah, yeah, Harrod works. Yeah. I still think King, the kings of shooting are hired still. Oh, yeah. I firmly yeah. believe yeah. that with the poison. That poison, especially with the betrayer. Yeah. So, yeah, Varashku, I, I suppose we've sort of looked at the pros and cons uh, for Varashku in terms of combat. How would you fight against Varashku? What what do you want to... Do you need to actually worry about him? I mean, he's only 60 points. He's not a huge sink in your opponent's army. Is there any tricks you can use to sort of limit uh, Varashku's shooting? What do you think you can do against him? Well, I think the first thing you do is if your opponent does leave Varashku up the back, 
like this silly little person they are. Yep. You just say, fine, mate, have fun with that and play your own game. Yeah. frankly, he's not going to do all that much damage well, here, Unless your opponent gets quite well, lucky. I probably can get lucky, but I think it's more of the fact that you could be doing so much more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, those three points of might see in the back of the board aren't going to do as much as three points of might right in your face in the middle of a combat yeah. line. Especially behind a strength fight hero. I think the way to counter him is to minimize his shooting. In combat, yes, he is a he's an Orakai captain who's, you know, a beast in melee. He is still only a scout captain, so he is only defense five. Yeah. And if your opponent has, you know, put him up the back with a bunch of crossbows, they will do well if you're charging those crossbows. Mm. Which you probably don't need to say, but yes, you want to minimize the effects of the crossbows by... Using in the ways. Yeah, Use using terrain. in the ways, trying to minimizing their arcs of fire. Yeah. And yeah, otherwise he's just another captain. Of particular note probably is mounted heroes. Yeah. You don't want to stick a mounted hero anywhere where Rasku can shoot at him. Or uh, if you are playing uh, evil versus evil wraiths. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's similar to Legolas in that he can one-shot Riffy's yeah. might, kind of. Yeah, no, he's, you know he, what I mean. Yeah, he has a good shot at it. But I think actually, Matt, you touched on a good point. It's not so much taking wounds from Varashku or having a horse shot at. It's the fact that Varashku can shoot into combat and shoot your horse from out, out under you yeah. while you're in combat. And the reason why we say that's a big deal is if you're if you lose your horse while you're in combat and don't roll a six, you can't strike blows. So if you roll a three, if Aragorn runs into combat going, hurrah, I'm, I'm going to slay you all, and then Vrashka shoots out his horse and Aragorn rolls a three, Aragorn can't strike back. So you can buy little windows of opportunity where you don't have to worry about a big scary hero like an Aragorn or a Boromir if you shoot out their horse. Yeah, great point. All right. Nitty gritty. End of the session. Points. Evaluation out of ten. Time. Thing. You first, Trav. Me first. Okay, uh, I've been thinking long and hard about it. Oh, probably shouldn't hit in this hard, but I'm not. I'm I will, still. I will point out that I think your main issue with Rasku is how you've seen people play him, which has got yes. nothing nothing to do with Rasku. This is true. So Rasku, don't take this personal. Rasku, don't take this personally, <laughs> mate. But and I think until me personally, I get more experience under my belt with you. You're staying out of five. It's five for me. Uh, I. I disagree with that completely <laughs> yeah i thought you might yeah i don't think he's amazing but i do think he's a very solid choice especially with isengard who are kind of limited in their named heroes simply because all of their named urukai captains are defense five and i think he's generally because of that potential range threat just a little bit better than say let's nuglock and, you know, arguably Maho. Yeah. So, I think I'll give him a um, seven, seven and a half. Cool. Matt? Alright. I used to think Rasku was the best of the Urukai captains, whether that be generic or any of the named ones. Yep. Trav has actually managed to change my mind on this. I now believe... Uh, <laughs> I now believe either the generic captain or Lurts are probably the best options. Yep. Really, Lurts? Yeah, shielding, dude. Shielding. Yeah, I know sh shielding's amazing, but... Moving. Yeah. You want to move and shoot. I, uh, You've yeah. got to see him in but action. But does anyone <laughs> ever use that orc bow? Yeah, I'm raising my hand right really? now, people. Every so. time that really? I've run alerts, I've used it with effect. I've never seen... No, I think I've used it once when I was fighting Rohan, and they were surrounding me, and I was just sitting in the middle on the objective going, 
Uh, oh yeah, I have a bow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna hopefully kill a couple of horses before they all charge me. <laughs> anyway, Trav has managed to change my mind on this one, and at the start of this podcast, I suggested maybe I thought Rascal was about a seven. Having talked it over, I'm gonna drop him down <laughs> to a six and a half. I still think he's pretty darn good value, but then again, all the Urukai captains are. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're Urukai captains. So, yeah, I, I think he's still a very good option, and uh, he probably lands around the same as Maher for me. In fact, sorry, Maher's a little bit better, but... Maher's great because of... not yeah. not Maher's not great because of Maher. Maher's great because of what Maher brings to the table yeah. in terms of Marauders. With those but but again, that's another topic for another another cast. But I do think he tops out Ugluck, and yeah, I, I think he's still a really solid choice. Yeah. Cool. Six and yeah. All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, once again, listening. This was episode four. Yes, episode four with Farashku. No, four. Uh, four. I'm pretty sure it's four. Yeah. I hope oh, it's four. Does it, does it really matter anyway? No, no, it doesn't. But we'll work it out later. We'll work it out later. Anyway, th- thank I, I you all. I guess we'll just edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back with uh, more podcasts and more than I need. So stay tuned. And remember, folks, trap win games. <laughs>